We are going again to the book of 2 John this evening. Book of 2 John. Second John, we'll go ahead and read through the entirety of the book again, just because it's short and because you're going to get out early anyways. Second John, beginning in verse 1. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace. From God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world, who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves, that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. Again, we're going to be focusing this evening, especially on verses 7 through 11. We spoke this morning about verses 1 through 6, about the need to not only embrace the truth ourselves, but to love those who embrace the truth. So before we look at verses 7 through 11, let's pause and ask the Lord's blessing on our time together. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the privilege that it is to open up your word. We thank you for the privilege of having your word, that you have revealed yourself to us, that we can know you, not perfectly, but we can know you as you are. We thank you for that privilege. We thank you for the privilege of having a personal relationship with you. We thank you for your word that reveals all of this to us. We pray that this evening as we look at these few verses, that you would help us, guide us into truth, convict us, challenge us, whatever we might need this evening, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning we talked about the need to love other believers. 
This evening, we're going to focus more on the truth side, the need to have right teaching, and specifically, what to do if someone does not have right teaching, if someone is teaching something contrary to the truth, contrary to the truth that God has revealed to us. So, the big idea for this evening, we must resist those who teach lies. We must resist those who teach lies. And I'd like for us to see four reasons, sounds very similar to this morning, doesn't it? Four reasons why we ought to resist those who teach lies. And we'll find one from each of these verses, verses 7 well, we'll find one of them is in verses 10 and 11. Well, we'll find four in these five verses. So number one, we must resist those who teach lies. And this is a very simple statement. But we must resist them because they exist. They're there. Look at verse 7 with me. He says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Now the command to resist them, to watch out for them, later to not extend hospitality to them, those commands are coming, but here he's just introducing the fact that there are these false teachers. And you need to be aware of this. Many deceivers are entered into the world. And then he says what they are teaching. They confess not. In other words, they don't agree with this True teaching that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Now, there's some discussion about what exactly these teachers believed. But it seems like they may have been some kind of... Uh, the, I, some of you may have heard the term Gnostic. They would have been like a forerunner to the Gnostics. In that they believed that anything that had a body was therefore sinful. So, God could not have become a man. That was just contrary to their line of reasoning. It just could not happen that God could become a man, that he could take a physical human body. We're not sure that that's the heresy that, that John is refuting here, but it seems to be something along that line. They are rejecting this teaching that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. He's come in a physical body. They're denying the incarnation of Jesus Christ. But I think we are right to say, even if that is not the particular heresy, the particular false teaching that we confront today, that some of these principles, some of these commands also apply to us. How do we resist those? How do we respond to those who teach lies today, teach things that are contrary to the clear teaching of Scripture? So, first of all, very simply, they exist. And he speaks of them. They are a deceiver and an antichrist. Now, John is not saying what we often use the term antichrist to mean that this is the end times 
um, man, man of destruction, spoken of in 2 Thessalonians. The, there, there are multiple different titles used for him throughout Scripture. That's not who John is talking about here. He's just talking about this is someone who opposes Christ. He's anti-Christ. In fact, it's interesting. He, he gives two descriptions. He says he's a deceiver, which means that's in reference to us. The, this false teacher deceives us, but in reference to God, he is against God. So he's got the human relation and he's got the divine relation there. He deceives us, he opposes Christ. So we must resist them because they exist in the world. Let's go on to a second reason why we ought to resist those who teach lies. And this is where we, we start seeing some commands. He says in verse 8, look to yourselves. The idea is, look. It, it, it's not so much look at the false teachers, but it's like, guard yourself. Because these deceivers are out there. He says, look to yourselves, that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. What is John saying? He's saying, you need to resist these false teachers because we ourselves might even be deceived by them. We might be deceived by their lies. So you can't allow false teaching to just exist in the church, exist in a Bible study. You have to confront it. Because otherwise, you might start believing. You, you might start, and even if you don't, maybe others will uh, around you. So we ourselves might be deceived by their lies. He says, to look to yourselves, that we lose not those things which we have wrought, the things that we have worked on, that we receive a full reward. In other words, there could be a loss of reward. There could be a loss of fellowship, a loss just because you've accepted, you've fallen into some kind of false teaching. You've bought into some lie. Let's come then to our third reason, which is in verse 9. That is, we must resist those who teach lies because, this is important, a relationship with God requires belief in certain truths. There are people out there who say, they like to make statements like, my faith is important to me. And then they just leave it there. And I always wonder, your faith in what? Your faith in whom? Because faith requires an object. It's not just, I have faith. But even the people that say, well, I believe in God. But then they say, but I don't go to church. I have my own views. I don't agree with everything in Scripture. Well, can you have a genuine relationship with God and reject the truths that God has revealed? Now, it's possible that you can have a relationship with God and not know about some of those truths just because you are an immature believer. But can you actually have a relationship with God 
and be teaching things that are contrary to Scripture. If you know the truth, because this is something that is pointed out in the exchange um, gospel presentation. There are three elements of saving faith. There is an understanding that I am a sinner, I need a, sa- I need a Savior. Then there's the agreement. Not only do I understand this is what the Bible says that I need a Savior, but I actually agree with it. I, I agree that yes, that applies to me. But then there's the dependence, which is I'm actually going to do something about this. I'm going to actively depend on Jesus for my salvation. Well, what we're saying here is you can't jump ahead and say, well, it, I, can, I can depend on Jesus without understanding that he died for me. If you don't understand that he died for you, you can't trust in him. That there are certain truths that you have to believe in in order to have a relationship with God. But let's look at verse 9. He says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. So what is he saying? He's saying, those that do not abide, do not remain in the doctrine or the teaching of Christ, what, those things that Christ has taught, he doesn't have God. You can't say that I have a relationship with God if you reject the teachings of Christ. And then the opposite, he says, but he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. So a relationship with God requires belief in certain truths, which is why we must resist those who teach lies. And then we come to our fourth point. We must resist them because being hospitable to them is a partnership with evil. They are teaching something that is contrary to what God has revealed. Therefore, they are in rebellion against him. And to provide hospitality to them, to to partner with them in any way, is to partner with their evil. Look at verses 10 and 11 with me. He says, If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine or this teaching, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. The idea of that word Godspeed is simply the idea of a greeting, though perhaps it's more than just a greeting on the street. This is probably more of a greeting, a well-wish for someone. Now, I was raised, and if you believe this, that's okay, that if a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon came to your house because they 
have a different gospel. They have a different Christ. They don't hold to Scripture, although they... have you spend the night here. We're going to provide for your, the, your journey on your way. I, I, I think that's more the idea of receiving him into your house. It's, it's more than just uh, come in for five minutes, we're going to talk. But, but the point is, you can't partner with teachers of lies, with false teachers. Partner with them Really, frankly speaking, to partner with someone who teaches lies is to oppose God himself. You're partnering with someone who opposes the truth that God has revealed. So, these have been four reasons why we must resist those who teach lies. I could try to go further, but I think we're just going to close right there. Leave it simple. I gave you a couple of points of application, but for the most part, thankfully, I do not know that we have a lot of false teaching that we have to deal with in our church. So this is not a complaint. This is not an issue. And I didn't choose the passage for that reason. In fact, I told you this morning why I chose the passage. But I think it is a good reminder for us that the, val the value that God puts on truth, that this is so important. It's not just, well, he has his opinion and I have mine. Well, if it's just an opinion, then that's fine. But if we're talking about the truth of God's word versus something that is in contradiction to the truth of God's word, then God considers that serious business. And we can't partner with those people. We must resist them.